Greetings from Hannibal, Missouri. And welcome to Rivertown Review, the podcast. An informative and hopefully entertaining look at all things Hannibal. With Megan Rapp. People tend to come, visit, they like it here, they move here. And Harold Smith. In our biased viewpoint, this part of the country, this community, is an excellent place to be from. And now, Rivertown Review, the podcast. And we greet you once again. This is episode four of the Rivertown Review podcast. Uh, I am Harold Smith. And I'm Megan Rapp. And uh, we have uh, we have had uh, some, some feedback as far as this is the first time, first episode that we've recorded where we've actually, we're actually now, we can say we're on there. We're on iTunes. We are on iTunes. Yes, and uh, we, we're working on other places where you can find us, but... Uh, everybody said if you don't do any go anywhere else you need to start with itunes well and we're also facebook official we are facebook official and we're we will be um internet interweb official with the website soon uh as this is recorded so uh so keep that in mind and uh i've gotten some uh some some uh, nice feedback as far as the the podcast is concerned uh the only and i I don't want to name any names or anything, Megan, but uh, uh, I will tell you the person that was telling me that they enjoyed the podcast. Uh, the only thing they only thing they had to say uh, was that we didn't talk enough about Parks and Rec. Uh, so, so, so that will that will give you an idea on uh, who who it was that, that gave us the otherwise I, glowing review. I have a feeling I know who a next guest some, sometime will be. I, I, I told I told Marilyn Richards that she she's on the list. Uh, that's right. If for nothing else, to tell tell her story of the flood of 2008 when she was kayaking through Nipper Park. Uh, but, and uh, possibly inside a building, which her <laughs> boss may or may not know about. Oh, okay. But I don't think he listens to podcasts, so well, it's okay. Okay, that, that, that's just fine. Yeah, I, that, that's yeah that that's a whole other thing uh, with Andy Dory, and I've got my way. I can. Yeah, I told you how I I get him shaking his head and walking away. Uh, uh, I just get, tell him three words: Love, lovers leap, lovers leap. Uh, zip line is yes. what I tell him, and he just walks away mumbling liability. I was going to say he sees the insurance people coming down on him with the oh. hammer of oh yeah nope nope not yeah, gonna definitely. But uh, we we welcome you to uh, the Rivertown Review podcast. Uh, we uh, the radio show. We're more specific about uh, what we what is coming up in Hannibal in the next week, and uh, our basic mantra when it comes to the podcast: If you've never been to Hannibal, we want you to come. If you've been to Hannibal, we want you to come back. And if you have never been, and if you're, um, where was I? Oh yeah. If, if you're you, kind of looking for a, yeah. looking for some some new uh, new ground to cover, uh, you're you know you're wanting to maybe settle down somewhere new. Yeah, looking to relocate. We'd like for you to look at uh, coming to live here. And actually, although yes, people yes. have also accidentally moved here, I found out yesterday. Um, <laughs> it, it is possible a person that we will have to have on the podcast in the future. Actually, we, we get a lot of um, kayakers and canoers that are kayaking down the Mississippi. Uh-huh. Uh, one of them stopped, and, of course, Hannibal people, they'll just, oh, yeah, come. I, I know someplace you can stay. I know, you know, this one night turned into two, turned into a job, turned into <laughs> now he's married here and lives in Hannibal. Well, so the, you never know. You never know you what never know. what might happen. And, and somebody else that uh, falls into that category... Uh, is uh, the person who has the distinct honor 
of being the first guest on Rivertown Review uh, podcast, although she didn't move here by accident. Uh, she came here definitely with a purpose. Uh, Cindy Lovell, uh, we welcome you to the Rivertown Review podcast. Thank you, Harold and Megan. I'm really honored to be the first guest. This is exciting. Well, we couldn't think of anyone else to have to be our first guest. I mean, you are kind of the epitome of, of what Hannibal represents. And our last two episodes, uh, we talked about kind of an overview of our annual events. And now you are, um, what should we say, the grand poobah of hosting an event 200 years in the making, uh, which will be happening in 2019. So, of course, you're going to be our first guest. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Yes, Cindy's official title these days is, uh, what, uh, event coordinator for the Hannibal Bicentennial. Uh, and uh, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, as we record this, uh, there was the big kickoff uh, press conference, Cindy, and uh, uh, it is... Uh, as, as Megan said, this is 200 years in the making. It is. It is. And uh, gosh, just your opening remarks about how special Hannibal is and how people end there, end up there either accidentally or by design. Uh, it is a truly unique place. There are lots of pretty little river towns, but Hannibal's magical. And um, the Bicentennial... Uh, it's so funny. It's been on my mind for a while, long before I became officially involved. You know, I knew it was on my radar, just like 2010 was the big year of Mark Twain, and that was on my radar and got me into all kinds of trouble, <laughs> projects and fun. But, uh, you know, the same with the, with the Bicentennial. I kept thinking, gosh, I wonder what they're going to do. Oh, I have to go up for the Bicentennial. Things are going to be awesome. What's going to happen? I don't know, but I know I've got to be there. And boom, one thing led to another, and I... I get to be the event coordinator, um, which is pretty much, um, I mean, I don't know how to give a job description for it, but it's waking up excited every day thinking about what what I could do or having an idea or somebody calling me and, uh, you know, building a website, making sure everybody's added to it. One of my favorite things about our website, which let me just throw out there, is Hannibal2019.com. Uh, one of my favorite things on that is uh, uh, I made a little list of 200 plus, 200 plus things to do in Hannibal because it is the bicentennial and, and it was easy to come up with a list of 200 fun things to do in Hannibal. So that was a lot, that was fun. Well, and I know Cindy from me being the marketing person, um, I, I love the 200 things to do in Hannibal because that allowed you to do 200 links on the Hannibal 2019 <laughs> bicentennial website. So I'm, I'm all about, I'm all about that, you know, getting out as many places and promoting as, as many things as possible. Um, and of course, as Harold mentioned, we will definitely be having you on again for your super interesting life story. But the bicentennial, um, if you just wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about um you know what makes this so special i'm thinking especially in terms of the fact that it's 1819 and there was uh, something not around yet particularly in this area aka the state well that's <laughs> yeah the, the truth is you know with uh with eight, think about 1819 what was going on in the world at the time i mean uh missouri wasn't even a state yet Hannibal, when it was founded of course, Moses Bates came to town. He brought slaves with him. Those slaves built the first cabin. They they built that little settlement there with him and other people who joined him in founding Hannibal. They picked a great spot, you know, between the two big hills there, Cardiff Hill, what would become Cardiff Hill and Lover's Leap, just the prettiest setting. But um, it was the western frontier. And that's what I always try to point out to people. When Hannibal 
originated the, the, the it was the it was the wild west you know we always think of the wild west with you know nevada and and california and the gold rush but this was 1819 uh what i teach tom sawyer not to make the bicentennial about mark twain because it's not it's literally about those 200 years but the, the gold rush happened while mark twain was a boy sam clemens was a boy living in hannibal he moved there in um, 39 and stayed till 53 so imagine in 1849, the little town of Hannibal, watching all these people from the East Coast come, you know, crossing that river, coming through their town, heading west. A lot of Hannibalians took off and left and went out to the gold rush. So Hannibal was the frontier. It, uh, it, 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 you know, as the country grew two years later, of course, Missouri would become a state. And as it continued to expand out to the coast, um, you know, Hannibal was an epicenter. Uh, the, the railroad um, was the big thing. Hannibal St. Joe Railroad um, coming into into town there. You know, Hannibal was a lively, viable city, and uh, it, it, it's just so rich. And to try to put it all in context and think of those people there in the beginning, uh, one of my favorite things to do is go back and read old newspapers. <laughs> Believe it or not, I need to get a life. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a history person. That sounds like a fantastic afternoon to me. <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's so much fun to read the old newspapers and you know i was just reading one this morning about um mrs Riedel having a bridge party at her house and refreshments would be served afterward and there were five tables set up and why why is this fascinating to me today people are on facebook reading the latest crazy whatever the news is but back in the day it was more genteel and you know they reported on things like you know, bridge parties and refreshments and that there would be another gathering next week. And or that I just read where um, uh, Mrs. Garth, of course, who donates all the money for the uh, library, just uh, on, on this date uh, so many years ago, uh, donated an extra 15000 to build the addition onto it. And I was just tickled to death because it must have been all that talk about books. They were going to be able to go from 20,000 books to 50,000 books. <laughs> but the, the, the author of the little article uh, said that um, the 15,000 would be used to build an addition to the library, and it was spelled E-D-I-T-I-O-N. <laughs> and it made me, it made me laugh. He had books on the brain, and so he just decided to put in <laughs> an addition. Yes. Either that, that or great? he's maybe just, he's my I'm favorite just, kind of person, and he just enjoyed puns. Uh, that, that could be true. <laughs> you never know. Thank you for joining us for the Rivertown Review podcast. We'll get back to our guest in just a moment. We want to remind you that if you like what you're hearing, be sure and subscribe and leave us a review. Also, for comments and suggestions, you can email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com, and you can visit us at rivertownreview.com and Rivertown Review on Facebook. Cindy, you talk about uh, starting out as a, a frontier town uh, like it did uh, in the early days, and then as we move later on into the 19th century. Uh, they they moved right into uh, what, of course, was known as the era of the Gilded Age. Yeah, which, you know, our friend Mark Twain coined that term. Uh, he wrote the book with Charles Dudley Warner called The Gilded Age, coined the term, and it stuck. And, you know, it's one of those little-known Twain facts that not everybody realizes that The Gilded Age um, 
was that that term was Mark Twain's invention. Uh, Hannibal certainly had um, ha, has its to this day. You can see the evidence of the Gilded Age with the mansions and Millionaire's Row and so forth, Garth uh, Mansion, uh, Rockcliffe Mansion, just some fabulous homes. I always like to tell people when I lived there that, oh, yeah, I just live up there by in a Rockcliffe Mansion. <laughs> I had a much more humble house. I had my house on Hill Street because, of course, I wanted to live on the same street as Sam Clemens. But, um, but yeah, the Gilded Age and the, the Industrial Revolution, I mean, the boom in manufacturing in Hannibal was uh, pretty profound. Uh, you go from the, the early days of um, logging and lumber, uh, Crookshanks, you know, just lumber yards everywhere, and just the boom and expansion, um, the need for all this, but then the manufacturing, the shoes and so forth. It just Hannibal was uh, quite a community. Um, you get into, uh, of course, we, Hannibal began with slavery, uh, went through the Civil War, go up to Old Baptist Cemetery. I love to go up there and wander around. I was just there in my last visit uh, reading the headstones and pondering. You know, you just go up there and ponder. But uh, after, this, after the Civil War, of course, Jim Crow set its uh, teeth into the nation, and uh, segregation was a real and awful thing. Um, but it's interesting to look at some of the outcomes of that, you know, when, when things were desegregated. Uh, you know, the, the, the black business district there in Hannibal um, took a hit. Uh, of course, the, the school children, when integration happened, the, the kids went into the, you know, the kids were integrated in school, but the black teachers did come over. So we had all, you know, white teachers. The black children did not have black teachers anymore. So really interesting little nuances. And and uh, Megan knows I'm fond of saying that Hannibal's history is a microcosm of America's history, and we laugh about that. But it is. It's like a little slice. It's like a, a perfect example of what was going on in the nation, what's going on in Hannibal, and we can really you know, appreciate the, the struggles, the stories, um, the victories. You know, there's so much. Uh, one of the things with the, the bicentennial that we're focusing on is the military service, uh, going clear back to the Civil War, Mexican-American War. You know, uh, Hannibal sent troops. Uh, Hannibal sent volunteers, came out of Hannibal. And uh, I just read an article the other day where um, they were looking at the draft for the World War One, and uh, Hannibal uh, had so many people enlist, they met their quota early, and uh, that was just, you know, a reflection of the patriotism and loyalty to the country. So the, the, during the Bicentennial, we are really planning a year-long um, event in a way to honor the, all the vets. The hometown heroes, that's a, a big uh, emphasis when it comes to the Bicentennial. It really is, and, I, and our, one of our big events to kind of close out the year will be out at the airport uh, where we're going to have a, a hangar ball. I've been to these hangar dances um, that where you have, like, the big band music, think Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy, I think that old-time USO kind of feel, have the music, have the dance, invite people to come in period dress. Uh, if we have military people, invite them to come in their uniforms if they can still fit into them. <laughs> and... Uh, just have a really lovely uh, Veterans Day weekend event out at the airport. Have fireworks. Uh, I know that uh, one of the one of the committees is working on. Um, they're working with the Oshkosh fly-in up in Wisconsin. It's the biggest fly-in in the world, and just a, a stunning event. And they're working to um, uh, have vintage military aircraft come and visit Hannibal. Of course, that kind of ties in with our. Um, one of our home, another sort of a hometown legend is William Lear, who invented the Learjet. So Hannibal has lots of uh, famous people who went on to make their mark in the world. And so we have all different kinds of ways to tie it all together and 
and really to encourage participation. Every single family should feel connected and feel like they are a part of it. Uh, we're encouraging businesses to do a little digging, research their own business, you know, post it in your, in your store or on site somewhere, share it on your website, you know, talk about your history, uh, get out those old photo albums, share them. Um, it's just, it should be, it should be a time for people to really reflect on the 200 years and uh, the, what the town means to them, you know, bring back those family memories, maybe plan some family reunions, school reunions, things like that. And then just um, think about what we want people to be saying 200 years from now about what Hannibal was like in 2019. And uh, there is uh, much more ahead. Uh, things, uh, you know, you're still several months out, so things still in the planning stages. So this is literally going to be something from January to December of uh, 2019, then this celebration. It is, and that's that's the whole idea. That's why we built the website early, and we, we just keep adding to it and growing it. We have a Facebook page. I hope people find us there. It's just Facebook.com, and then it's Hannibal 2019, just like the website is Hannibal2019.com. And uh, share it. I mean, Hannibalians uh, are all over the world, and I love traveling, and maybe I have a Mark Twain t-shirt on or something like that, and Surprise, surprise. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. People, you know, it's, you make friends everywhere you go. I have my Hannibal Bicentennial sticker in my car. And um, at the grocery store the other day, somebody said, hey, Hannibal, I've been there. I said, isn't that the greatest little town? You know, I didn't start in with all the reasons I love Hannibal. I let them talk. And they were talking about a family vacation with their kids a long, long time ago and how it was just one of the highlights. And, you know, that's what Hannibal you know, it leaves those lasting memories and impressions on people. So made me happy. And, of course, then I got to do my sales pitch for go visit in 2019 for the Bicentennial. But uh, it was nice. It was, a, a you know, it, it didn't surprise me. Uh, I, I've worn Hannibal T-shirts and, and Mark Twain T-shirts for years. And no matter where I am, somebody always comments. And it's always a positive comment. So, uh, yeah, lots of good, lots of good with Hannibal. And that's the whole idea of the 2019 Bicentennial, just to, kind of show off a little bit. We put our best foot forward. We spruce up. We get ready to welcome all the company that's coming, and uh, we have a uh, year to remember. Well, Cindy, I think that not only is that guerrilla marketing as it's at its finest uh, with your with your 2019 Bicentennial logo sticker on there, um, it also kind of drives home the point of both the Bicentennial and what we do with this podcast is, you know, we want people to come and visit Hannibal or to come back because this place is, is something special, and you can not only make family memories, uh, you can just, um, you know, maybe even make a home here. It's true. I, I mean, you know, I lived there for many years, and if I didn't have a grandson in Florida. I would I would have an address in Hannibal. for me. I think everybody knows that. Um, my, uh, you know, when I, when I talk to people about Hannibal and all the things that are going on there, you know, they get excited, but when they go and experience it, it's just, so different. They, it's like they light up. I not to drop, be a name dropper because I don't try. I try not to be a name dropper. But I had the, the great privilege and honor of um, uh, meeting Brad Paisley and his father and his two sons and uh, one of his band members and his son. Meeting them in Hannibal and getting to take them sort of behind the scenes. Uh, now Brad Paisley, of course, is a big Mark Twain fan. His song "Huck Finn Blues" has been named Hannibal's official song. But long before that ever happened, Brad, you know, wanted to come bring his boy. And I got to tell you uh, what a thrill it was. You know, Linda Colbert is so great. She lets me drag everybody through the cave. And uh, she let me bring Brad and his family down there. 
and I'll never forget Doug saying to me, his father saying, I just can't believe the cave is so big and so vast. He said, you know, I just had it in my head that it was just, you know, like kind of leaned over a fence and looked into a hole and there was the cave. And until you see it, you just can't experience it. And that's what I try to do. I don't think uh, they could have chosen any better to have a bicentennial coordinator than, than someone who's um, this excited about Hannibal and um, and, and our, the great history and also where it's going. And I know that... Harold's much better at these uh, these types of wrap-ups and sign-offs than I am, having having done it a year or two more than I have. So I think I'm going to let him do so. Uh, Cindy, uh, we we very much appreciate uh, this. I mean, this is a spur of the moment thing. Uh, we we thought we need to do a podcast. Who can we who can we uh, call uh, uh, just and say, have you got a few minutes? You can talk to us. And uh, Cindy's name came to mind. And uh, of course, we have we have much more. Uh, ground to cover uh, with Cindy Lovell, and we will do that uh, on a future episode. Cindy Lovell, we very much appreciate you joining us on the Rivertown Review podcast. Thank you both. It was a real honor to be here, and give Hannibal a big hug for me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. You can, yeah, the, the entire town can consider themselves hugged. Cindy, Cindy, we appreciate it. Thank you. All right. And Cindy will be back with us uh, somewhere down the line as those plans uh, get to more, uh, take more form for the bicentennial. And uh, Cindy is one of those that falls into the category of people that could have lived anywhere along the way, but uh, they chose to come to Hannibal. And we'll have that discussion too. Yes, definitely a bit of a teaser. She actually gave up tenure at her alma mater to move to Hannibal. Mm. So if, if anybody is a fan of Hannibal, yeah, Cindy well, I mean, she, I don't know if she coined the word Twainiac, uh, but she she perfected it, that's for sure, because she did, for a number of years, she was the executive director of the Mark Twain Boyhood Home and Museum, mm-hmm. uh, is the, the role that Cindy played. Um, we, we need to wrap this up. As far as the uh, podcast is concerned, episode four, uh, you will find us on iTunes and uh, other venues uh, coming soon, and uh, uh, the uh, Rivertown Review Facebook page is up and running. The RivertownReview.com website uh, will soon be RivertownReview at gmail.com if you have a comment. We definitely want your feedback. Um, yes. Please leave a review. Uh, like Harold said, email us, RivertownReview at gmail.com. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you would like to hear in future episodes while you're yes. driving in your car or making dinner, whatnot. Wherever wherever you might be to, to do this. Uh, and and uh, be sure and subscribe. So that way, uh, whenever there's a new episode like this one, uh, you will know right away and you can uh, go and, uh, uh, and, and I, I kind of said this, I know the last time we got together, we hope that you enjoy what we're doing as much as we are. If you enjoy it half as much, then I think we're all winners. I think we're we're doing okay. (laughs) That's right. Again, our thanks to Cindy Lovell, and uh, we will be back soon for another Rivertown Review podcast. I'm Harold Smith. And I'm Megan Rapp. And we will see you next time on Rivertown Review. Thank you for joining us for Rivertown Review, the podcast. For more information on all things Hannibal, visit our website, rivertownreview.com. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes, please email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com. And be sure and join Megan and Harold next time for Rivertown Review, the podcast. <laughs>